So I'm recording this on September 12th, and the thought on my mind today is the feeling of unity we had in America after 9-11. And I, I have this quote that comes to my mind, and I don't know who it comes from, so for the sake of this, we'll just say unknown. And it goes like, I pray we never have another 9-11, but I would give anything for a 9-12. And of course, let's let's not forget the tragic loss that took place that day and the tragedy that it was. But I feel like 20 plus years later, why don't we talk about how the United States of America came together after that fateful day? You know, Pearl Harbor happened 81 plus years ago. And of course, yes, we reflect upon how this was the worst attack on American soil that had happened in years, decades, hundreds of years. But more so now we focus on how it awoke the sleeping giant. Yes, we reflect on the tragedy, but the moral of the story is we were attacked, kicked while we were down, and we came together and we came back with a veracity that has never been seen. It awoke the sleeping giant. And that's what I want to talk about is the unity and allegiance between every American how that came together on 9-12 after that fateful experience. Now, I know some of you are probably thinking, oh my gosh, was this guy even alive? You know, if you've seen me on social media or even in person, oh, he's a young kid. He's never even, he didn't, he wasn't alive during 9-11. He didn't experience that. And well, yes, I will say I'm 23 now. I was two when 9-11 took place. And uh, as the story goes from my parents was, uh, I was watching Clifford on TV, and my cartoon session was interrupted by the news broadcast shutting everything else down and coming on the TV and releasing footage of horror onto the rest of America. You know, in the Midwest, obviously, we're not in New York. We're not directly involved with what's going on. My mom, appalled at what was happening on the TV, got up out of the house and ran outside and yelled at my dad, who was working in the barn adjacent from the house, and says, you know, get in here, get in here. They hit the towers. They hit the towers. My dad, all confused, like, what do you mean there's a hole in the towers? What? And go in and, you know, the rest of the day unfolded as it unfolded. So to answer the question, yes, I was alive, but not old enough to remember. I could still feel the impact of it in the years to come. And it's always a funny story within our house because my dad's birthday is uh, the day before, September 10th. Uh, shout out to my dad. Happy birthday. But we always like to joke and say his birthday, September 10th, was the last normal day in America. The last normal day in this world. In fact, there, there was a lot of early tragedy that was witnessed in that house that I was alive for but don't exactly remember. I can even recall um, February 18th, for those of you that aren't aware, that was Daytona 500 2001. Still have still have on VHS, <laughs> still have recorded on VHS tape the original live showing of the Daytona 500 where Dale Earnhardt Sr. died. And for the liberals who say walls don't work, <laughs> I, ju- I just ask you to take a look at that. But even as days, weeks, and years after that, that feeling of unity may have left, but the patriotism didn't. And I'm going to give an example. 2003 to 2004, a time that I can remember. I will say that. How about that? A time I can remember. 2003 to 2004, the Disney Channel 
televised commercials titled Express Yourself. And I'm just going to have you take a listen to these commercials and tell me what you think. It's a beacon of peace and liberty and justice and democracy. And we can hold it up high and hold it up proud. Driving down streets and seeing, you know, 16 houses all having their flags up high and driving with my little American flag on my car. We've all come together in such unity. It's, it's just amazing. It's so awesome to see flags on everybody's car. We're so united. We are really a United States. We should try to keep the flags flying to show that we still remember and that we still care and that we're still together in this. Now, more than ever, it's important for people like you to express themselves every day. Can you believe that? Actual expressions of patriotism and love for this country. Not directly after 9-11, but in 2003 and 2004. Pride in America. The feeling of liberty and independence and thankfulness that we have towards this country for what it has provided for us and the principles that we stand for. Do you really think that the Disney Channel would say or is gonna say anything like that today? No, no. They're too busy pushing this new age agenda onto your kids. I'm gonna, I have a second clip for you that I want you to listen to and just compare the two, 2003 to 2022. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome to the Disney Plus This Is Me Pride Celebration Spectacular. I'm Nina West, and I'm here to guide you through a magical, musical, and meaningful celebration of the LGBTQ community. Glisten's mission is to create safe and inclusive schools for LGBTQ students in grades K through 12. And Disney Plus is so proud to support this wonderful organization. For more information, visit www.glisten.org forward slash pride. <laughs> that, oh my gosh. Oh, the, the change is appalling. So drastic even. So where did this division really start? Because I know there's so many people I talk to about politics that are never really involved in politics or never have been. And the consensus across the board seems to be a remembrance of it never being this bad. So where did this division start? And confidently, I can point to Obama's presidency and say, hey, this is where it all started. Because by a second term onward, it wasn't us versus the problem. The narrative of that was completely aborted. It was us versus them. Categorizing into groups as leftists love to do, just boxing people in to this is us versus them. And to just give you a little reminder of what that sounded like, I have another clip for you guys right here. Just take a listen and see if this brings back any good old memories. We're we're in a a challenging moment. Uh, Because... When you look at the arc of of American history, uh, there's always been a a push and pull between those who want to go forward and those who want to look back, uh, between those who want to divide and those who who are seeking to bring people together, uh, between uh, those who promote a politics of hope and and those who uh, 
exploit uh, politics of fear. Uh, yeah. On second thought, don't don't remind me. It, oh my gosh, I don't know about you guys, but every time I listen to this guy speak, it's just you, you completely disengage from the words that are uttering out of this guy's mouth, and you just completely focus on the uh, and the uh, you just completely focus on the ends and the ums and every other sound. It, it's so obnoxious. And I will say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but I don't think it's a good idea to call your constituents bitter or gun clinging and religion clinging y'all remember that i remember that 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 was another thing i was alive for that i can't remember (laughs) yeah i wouldn't exactly go about doing that to citizens of the nation that you were supposed to be leading and to be honest with you i think one of the best one of the best comebacks to that that uh remark obama made way back in the day came from Sarah Palin. I I thought it was funny as all get out. I still think it's funny to this day, and I I have that for you guys to listen to right now. Take a listen. Right-winging, bitter-clinging, proud-clingers of our guns, our God, and our religions, and our Constitution tell us that we're not red enough. Little little conglomerated with the words, but she got spirit. I like that spirit. Speaking of which, Miss Palin, Sarah Palin, if I can call you. I understand you're recently divorced and you know hey you know i'm a young guy i already said earlier 23 but hey you know if you want a shot at me my instagram is open ethanallen.usa or even my email greenmountainboys.usa at gmail.com that goes for the same for the rest of you guys too maybe not in the same respect that sarah palin would be reaching out to me but and hopefully that's in a nice way and not like a uh, cease and desist but uh that goes out for the rest of you guys too feel free to Reach out to me directly on Instagram at ethanallen.usa or on my email, greenmountainboys.usa at gmail.com. I love to hear what you guys have to say after any of the content that I put out. Let me know what you guys think. But back, back on track here, back on track here. See, Obama planted the seeds of racial division and they were sowed into Black Lives Matter. Oh my gosh. Get, getting started on this topic, it... It is beyond frustrating because how are you going to stare at the American people in the eye and tell them that the system which allowed you to be president is inherently racist and has prejudice against people that look like you? How are you going to tell them that? How are you going to tell me that? How are you going to tell anybody that? Oh, this system is corrupt. It's unjust and it's inherently racist, but it also allowed me to climb the ladder of power and become the president of the United States. Doesn't make any sense, but hey, that's liberal logic. As you guys know, hasn't made sense from day one and it won't make sense till the end of time, but that's how it goes. Not to mention how the economy crumbled, unemployment was... At an all-time high, inflation skyrocketed and hit record numbers until our sitting president, Joe Biden, broke those previous records. Illegals flooded into our country, but enough of that. Enough of that has been. All of that, all of that division and outright animosity 
towards half of your constituents perfectly set the stage for Donald Trump to enter. See, when Donald Trump stepped up to the plate and he took that podium on a stage, what you just with the naked eye, you could see surrounded around him was American flags, symbols of patriotism, red, white, and blue, stars and stripes everywhere. And you can hear this phrase of make America great again. That, that's the environment you're set in. American flags and an America first policy. What is that going to equal? That's going to equal unity to a lot of people. And Americans desired to have that back. We wanted that back. You know, it, we, just, we just got done of eight years of just, oh, whitey's bad. This system sucks. Handouts left and right. It's us versus them. You heard the clip that I shared with you earlier. We were tired of that narrative. Americans do not like this narrative of America of, oh, the situation is awful. You don't need to tell us the situation is awful. Like, hey, thank you, Captain Obvious. You're the one driving the ship, and you want to tell us things suck? Yeah, I know things suck. I'm paying X amount of dollars at the gas pump. Oh, I'm paying X amount of dollars on groceries. My buddy's getting laid off. I have to refinance my house. Yeah, I don't need you to tell me things suck. Americans, when we're looking for a leader to take that role as president of the United States, do not want to hear this crap. We experience it every day. We want symbols and a message of look at what we've done for the world. It's a lot of good. And look at what we're about to do. We're about to bring ourselves up. We're about to bring our economy up. We are about to take the world stage again. That is what we want. That's what we didn't have. And that's what we saw in Trump. We didn't see a loudmouth celebrity other than the fact of when he took office and he pointed at all of the losers and said, you're fired. Uh, you know, we didn't see a loudmouth celebrity that the left and the leftist media were trying to paint him out to be. Remember that? When everybody was laughing, oh, that Donald Trump is the most serious candidate out of all the Republicans or the rhinos that were debating with him. He's the most serious. They laughed. A lot of people laughed. Didn't think it could happen. And look, it did. It was because a majority of America saw a uniting factor, not a crazy celebrity trying to cling on to spotlight. He doesn't need to do that. But speaking of a guy that seems to just cling on to the spotlight... Oh my gosh, guy's been in politics all of his life. Senator, vice president, and just can't seem to go away. But since Biden took office, it has been salt and a healing wound. And what the president has before him isn't from the scraps of Trump's table, but from his own doing. See, all right, try this on for size. This is a tweet from June 6th, 2020. Biden reached out to the American people and he told us, he said, we need a president who chooses unity over division. You know, I got to say, for starters, it's a lot better when they just put written words down and slap his name on top of it of, yeah, he said this. This man obviously can't get through a live spoken, you know, orating situation. That's not happening. It's just a lot better. You just slap some words on a piece of paper put his stamp, his thumbnail on there and say, all right, yes, president said this. 
Because that was a coherent sentence. This is what I'm getting at. This was a coherent sentence, folks. We need a president who chooses unity over division. He said that unironically. <laughs> meant that. He really meant that. But look at what he's resorted to. He's gone back to the old playbook. Categorizing people. Labeling people. Just as his former superior had done. As if that got him anywhere. Let's try it again. This The same analogy I like to use with socialism. Because you know. I'll, this is kind of going down a rabbit hole real quick. But when people say like. Oh socialism works. It just hasn't been applied properly. In the same way that Biden went back to the playbook of Obama. As if it had worked previously. Is like watching a guy stick a fork into a wall outlet. Watching him shock himself to death and then watching another guy come up hold the fork and say you know what he just didn't apply that properly and then do the same thing and jam it on into the wall outlet that's what this reminds me of and now in his cloudy glazed over eyes biden sees an america fighting off against an ultra maga gang <laughs> uh. What? What? You, you can't make this stuff up. You know, I would love to see the um, uh, Public Affairs Committee when, when they came up with that line. Oh, yeah, we're going to... Why don't we just call them the Ultra Baga Committee? Yeah? Yeah? He, he gets snaps all around. Probably in that Public Affairs office, they, they say clapping is too sensitive, so they just say snaps all around. Thank you, thank you. I came up with the Ultra Baga Committee. Yeah, this will get him. This will really stop people. See, you're going to do the same thing again. You're going to label half your constituents uh, just names. Once again, sticks and stones may break my bones, but I wouldn't label half of your populace extremists for thinking something else, for having an opinion that aligns with a different path other than your destructive one. I would not label them extremists and certainly a stupid name like the ultra baga gag see that this isn't what we want or what we need as americans see we crave that patriotic unity that we saw on september 12 2001 to have that feeling of pride with your fellow man as an American, we're proud to be an American. Cue in the song. Gosh, that, that's, that's what we desire. Americans crave this feeling again of pride in our country. I, I can't imagine how awkward it is for the lone student that stands and puts their hand over their heart during the Pledge of Allegiance. Gosh, if, if they even say that in school anymore. They're too busy teaching kids how to explore their sexual interests, which they have no idea about and just bringing drag queens to their schools. God knows that they still play the Pledge of Allegiance, but I can only imagine how awkward it would be for that one student that stands with their hand over their heart. Or what about the athlete that stands during the national anthem while everybody else around them is kneeling? Or, you know, from my perspective in the service, not feeling embarrassed or in a hurry to get into a building so you quote-unquote can miss out on colors you don't have to salute the flag and get oh man i got stuck in colors sorry i was late no i take pride in standing outside and saluting that flag that's that's the whole reason i signed up 
I'm not going to be ashamed and say, oh, I got stuck in it. It's ridiculous. But that day, September 12th, is so hard to recreate when you realize and see that people share and hold such distasteful views of this country. It's hard to call for unity of the country when a batch of people just outright hate the country. You know, I I talked about this in my last episode of no love for country. There being a difference between no love for country and no love for government. And I would encourage you to go check that out if you haven't listened to it already. But there is a difference. And we are faced with a group that has no love for their country. And that is the issue here. And I know you can tell where that where this tone is shifting. And yes, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to say sides, quote unquote. There's no ignoring it. You can't just block it out when having a conversation about unity. Yes, there are sides to this. And we are faced with an opposition, a side, you could say, that demonizes our way of life, our history, and our culture that wishes to indoctrinate your kids on sexual liberation while using taxpayers' dollars to fund that in a public school system. Also attempts to bastardize our God and Christian values in the name of carefree sex. Yeah, they just get an abortion, just suck it right out. We, We do not want to unite with that. We don't. It's not the same America as it was on 9-12-2001. The left has just gone off its rocker. You know, at least, you know, I I came across this video that it showed Congress singing uh, America the Beautiful. And, no, it was actually God Bless America. Sorry. It was God Bless America. And, you know, I I thought about it. I was like, man, you know what? Um, That that was long enough ago where Nancy Pelosi was in that Congress. Uh, Chuck Schumer was in that Congress. Mitch McConnell was in that Congress. Gosh, really just makes you realize like how many just old has-beens are just still running this stuff. They just can't let go. It's it's so frustrating. But beside the point, I, I came across this video where Congress was singing uh, God Bless America, and I, I just thought to myself, there there is no way you would see that today. You know, with uh, Ilhan Omar's, And the AOC is in office. No way you're going to see another God Bless America singing video across Congress. They would probably post videos later and they would probably go through some sort of structure to say, no, this is against the Constitution. We just can't say, we can't say God Bless America because that's not inclusive. That's not inclusive. You're definitely not getting Ilham Omar singing that song. And certainly not AOC. Like I said, it, 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 it is a different America than what it was in 2001 and the reason i say that is because once again bringing up the sides the left has just gone off the deep end has taken off the mask has revealed its true form it's a socialistic american hating abomination and for those americans that still have still have a form of sanity. And for those that I say a form of sanity, let me elaborate. You know, those that don't think we should be teaching sex ed to uh, third graders, 
you know, those that think we should have a secure border. Oh, you know, yeah, that, that's that's a piece of news I found out today was that uh, we are about to hit a record number of 2 million illegal immigrants flooding into our country. A record number has never happened before. 2 million people in a year. Yeah, let me preface with that. In a year. People who still have sanity in regards of just recognizing what this country has not only done for her citizens, but for the rest of the world. And has appreciation for that. Sure, we've had our flaws. What country hasn't had their flaws? But show me a country that has had flaws, such as we've had, conquered them, kept the union together, and persevered to be so prominent on the world stage. Show me another one that's done that. I'll even let you take a minute. Actually, I take that back. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to find anything that comes close. So as I brought up, yes, sides divulging into that. I will say, though, this desire for unity isn't sides of liberals versus conservatives. It's it's more obvious than that. But rather, it is a pro-United States of America versus anti United States of America. You know, I I wouldn't put it past people in Congress and leftists of today, if they were in 2001, to um, uh, go as far as to say, oh, we deserved it. Especially when you have when you have congressmen and women, uh, including the hijacker casualty numbers in the overall casualty. I saw that today too. I saw that. I, I can't even remember the politician's name. Uh, forgive me for it. But it, 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 the numbers seemed just a little bit higher than usual. And uh, they included the hijackers' deaths into the overall casualties. That's what's happening today. You, that certainly did not happen in 2001, and it wouldn't. But it's because today we aren't facing party versus party, we're outright facing pro-United States versus anti-United States. And it just so happens that conservatives align more with pro-United States and liberals tend to align more with anti-United States. And if you don't believe me, take the blinders off and just look around. Open your ears. Listen to the rhetoric that these people are saying. It's not hidden anymore. Like I said, the mask is off. So as I'm speaking to you right now, be on the side that is pro-United States of America. Be strong. Be patriotic. Be a Green Mountain Boy. (laughs) 